You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast. I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carafessi, and alongside me, as always, is... Paul Guglieri. Paul, it's here. It is finally upon us. The Gigaton Tour is nigh. I can barely contain my enthusiasm, Jason. <laughs> I know I sound like, like I'm doing like an outstanding job of it, but <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I'm so stoked about this. It's right around the corner. Uh, we are on the precipice of greatness. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot begin. I don't mean you and I. I mean, I, I think that we have we are also miles to go and miles to go before yeah, yeah. we get there. <laughs> but uh, to see that band live in, in, in at the forum in a setting like this is going to be great. I know many of you out there are um, are headed out to all places. Um, I've seen many of you saying you're going to Fresno and Vegas and San Diego and Oklahoma City, and people are traveling to St. Louis and Vegas. I'm sorry, St. Louis and Nashville, and the uh, the Garden in New York. Um, so there's a lots of lots of you excited out there for the, for the North American tour, um, and there will be a, obviously a second leg in the fall, including the Garden Show, as I mentioned. Um, we are taping this or taping we're recording this on saturday april 30th um as you listen to it though it is the day of the first show uh tuesday may 3rd if you're going to san diego hi maybe you listen to this on the way to the show cool tell us how it went um paul and i will be just a few days from now at the forum in inglewood california for both nights may 6th and seventh and Paul, perhaps we should do some sort of recording maybe maybe even a live hit from the forum what do you think i think we might have something in store for our uh, uh for this podcast's uh, debut i suppose at a live show in in some capacity perhaps i don't know we'll see you know there there's a community on facebook that some of you may be a part of and we maybe we will do a little live thing on there maybe on our instagram who knows but uh if you're going to the los angeles shows you might see us wearing um new t-shirts yeah special special alert here special edition um they are black by the way some of you have noticed um before that we had some limited edition shirts made and designed by listener matt reno uh for the ohana shows back in october september shout and out to matt outstanding you, matt. design uh, that was of the doheny state beach um silhouette as it were and this is um a little bit more but how would you classify these shirts paul gorgeous that's all arresting uh <laughs> arresting that's a great word is well it? anyways you'll see them uh, they are black, white, red all over. Isn't that a joke? Or a riddle? Or a song. Black, red, red. Black, red, yellow. Yeah, so uh, you'll see us there. And if you do, say hello. And uh, we'll have stickers on us. So you can have a sticker if you'd like. And, uh, yeah. um, spread the word. And let's have a beer. Let's hear some stories. Anyways, in honor of this tour finally starting over two years after the fact, we decided to pull out an idea that we had at the very, very beginning of this of this show. And that was to comprise, and I'm sure you guys have done this before. You get one night, you get 30 songs, and you can choose the set list. This is the one time you can choose a set list and you get 30 tracks. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Harder than it seems, or maybe as hard as you think it is. Yep. Paul, was it hard? It was excruciatingly difficult to do this how many songs i say are, that are left i'm staring at like 20 <laughs> tracks that didn't make the 30 that i uh, uh, i'm staring at them right now and i'm thinking is, is there a way is there a way how do i get rid of such and such for this i know um i will say at the outset that it 
it, no, this is, this is subjective, right? So I have seen some songs that Paul hasn't seen and Paul has seen some songs that I haven't seen. So results may vary. And you might say, oh, I've seen that song eight times and then maybe I haven't seen it, which is why it's on my list. You know, maybe you don't care about album X, Y, or Z. And so you don't even have it on there. Maybe you have a ton of songs from there. Who knows? That's the hard thing. It is. How do you tick all the boxes you want to tick in 30 songs? It's very difficult. I, I, I want to propose something though. Okay. I want to propose that you star one song on that list. Mm-hmm. And when we get to the end of this exercise, if you would like, you can share with the listeners some potential substitutes, meaning this, this was your first choice, but this, you maybe you labored over one and you're mm-hmm. thinking, ah, you know what? Um, I could easily have swapped this one out with one of these other eight that are just sitting here off to the side. And I, I couldn't decide, but I went with this one. So let's just say in theory, okay. you get your 30 and Eddie or, you know, stone pulls what he told you uh, backstage <laughs> that night. He's like, no way, no way. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so who knows? Maybe the band looks at this 30 and uh, they say, no way to one of these, right? So what would be that song that you, Got it. it's not that you can do without, but if you had to do without and subsequently, what would the substitute be? Got it. All right. Well, um, let's do, let's each say our, our main set and then we'll alternate to the other person. And then we'll go through our, our encores in the same way. Okay. All right. Uh, would you like to start? Or you want me to start? Age before beauty. Jason, age before beauty. Which backhanded, means backhanded <laughs> I think that was. Okay. Well, okay, go ahead. So, uh, give, give me your, what's your opening track, man? My, my opening track is released. Classic. Uh, going classic. Going classic to open. Uh, then we're going we're gonna to raise the tempo here with State of Love and Trust. Our oh, wow. Early on. Early on, man. Just, Ooh, just come out. Doggy. With, just okay. Ripping it. Uh, then then we, we slow it down a bit with Give and Fly. That's early too. Uh, my goodness. It is. I know. And then, then we raise the stakes a bit with something, something a little off the beaten path. We get army reserve here at number four. Wow. Okay. So coming in hot in number five is animal. And That's so at this point, too. My, this is, out of my, I can't even, what? okay. Hey, at this point in time, I mean, you just heard army reserve and you, at, you know, as a listener, okay. Standing there in the audience, I, I'm just, thrilled with this opening so far mm-hmm. i get a classic opening just it's a throwback it makes me feel like i'm listening to the band back in the heyday i get state of love and trust which is one of my favorite pearl jam songs and just obviously as i mentioned mm-hmm. podcast namesake then we get given a fly so it, it, it's almost like starting off like a mixtape a little bit then i get army reserve which i think is a fantastic fourth track here because it's it's, it's completely out of nowhere didn't expect to see it okay so now I'm really happy about that because it's one of my most favorite underrated songs. Mm-hmm. Then we get Animal. So now the, the, the place is just rocking at this point. Okay. I mean, the, the, the walls are shaking here with Animal. <laughs> so let's, let's keep it going. Quick Escape comes next. Ooh. Okay. Now you don't want to tire everybody out too early. And that includes Ed. So we're going to bring it back down a notch with You Are. One of my favorite songs. Love it. I don't know if I'm ever going to hear it again anytime soon, but I would love to hear it here with track number seven. Um, we're going to do a special nod to Backspacer here with Unthought Known after that. Love it. And then, uh, then we're going to have some fun with percussion. We're going to bring in WMA. So WMA oh. is at number nine. The full, so the I'm full, really digging this so far. Is it the full version? Uh, uh, yeah, it's the full version. Or is it like the 08 version? There. Oh, you know what? I leave it up to the band. I would love uh, kind of like a, a different take on it. Mm. where stone you know stone or mike or somebody comes in with a guitar but i could easily be happy with just what if jack irons is in tenants does he pop in for like one song well i mean it, it's dave on the drums that i would love to hear for this song to be perfectly oh, frank. oh my god oh, what a brain fart holy yeah. shit what, yes I mean, dave. how cool would that be though that, that would be but, unprecedented I mean, <laughs> unprecedented yeah but regardless okay. of whether it's matt yeah. or or uh, or jack carry on sorry in, i threw you off anyway no, it's okay. So WMA at number nine. Then we go Tremor Christ with 10. Mm. So I, I, I like those two actually back to back. Number 11, Even Flow. Mm-hmm. Coming in really early, actually, Bing, with, with do, some do, big do, ones. Do. Okay. Yep. 
but that one's gonna, I mean, it's, it's gonna tire us out, right? So we're thinking, okay, you got to bring it down. After that. No, Super Blood Wolf Moon next. Okay. I said it before. They finally nailed Dad Punk with this one. It ends up on my top 30. Uh, and while we have everybody basically halfway to the moon, let's take them all the way there. Rear view mirror coming next at number 13. Now, that's a pretty heavy shebang right there. Yeah. Right? I mean, how, how gas is the band at this point? Exactly. So we're going to tone it down here at 14 with low light. Oh, interesting spot for that one. Uh, an, another, another, yeah, another, another kind of off, off the beaten path track. Uh, and then we're going to hang out mid-tempo for a hot second with sad. But I really like the the, uh, the textures on Sad. I think that there's a really, really fascinating opportunity for the band to kind of, just because they're bringing so much new instrumentation to the fold these days. Mm-hmm. So I think there, there's a dynamic to Sad that I thought was always really interesting that they haven't quite replicated live yet. But I think that there's an opportunity here for, for them to do that because slipping right in after Sad at 16 is Dance of the Clairvoyance. Third gigaton uh, track. I, yeah, I know. Uh, now, 17 is a bit of a wild card for me. Okay, I will fully admit right at the outset, this is my starred song. Uh, it's Sleight of Hand. Would love to hear it. I'm sure the most in the audience would be groaning at that one, but I would be <laughs> thrilled to hear it. Okay, Now, I have to say, though, there's a caveat here, because if, if I hear this song, I would want them to bring the atmosphere that we get on the album mm-hmm. or, or some semblance, some recreation of that, even if it's the way that, uh, you know, uh, Mike brings in that cool guitar effect at the beginning of You Are. Sounds a little bit different live than it does on the album. It doesn't have to be a complete replication of what we have on the album for Sleight of Hand. But I want atmosphere. You, you've taken me somewhere with Sad and Dance of the Clairvoyance. Keep me in that space. I want some atmosphere. If, if they're not going to do that and they're going to play it flat the way that they normally do, then this is probably the song I would sub out. And I'll get to what I would sub it out for at the end of our two uh, of this exchange so anyway next would be yellow moon which i think is an absolutely stellar track uh and then i would end the main set with retrograde which is just an absolutely epic and stunning way to end the set i think um and it's just just what a whale to go out on that one Um, can i ask you um did you intentionally choose four gigaton songs because it's the tour that we're on, or this is what you would want regardless of tour. This is what I would want. Okay. I, I, uh, I, I feel that the band has aged like a fine wine. And I, I genuinely think that, like I said, super blood wolf moon, they've got a lot of songs in the last 10 or 15 years that fall into that quote unquote dad punk genre. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is the one that absolutely nails it in a way that I, it's one of my favorite songs on that album. And so I'd like to have a playlist that kind of represents the many faces of Pearl Jam. And this is the one song that I, I, you know, I don't want Mind Your Manners. I don't want some of these other dad punk songs that we've had in the past. This is the one that I want. And I think it's fantastic. Retrograde's one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs, period. That ending is just to die for. Uh, Quick Escape. I think I I gave it some pretty high marks when we Mm -hmm. made Gigaton. High enough where I can't imagine creating a 30-song set list, not having it on there. And uh, there was one more in here, right? Uh, Dance. Again, I was a huge fan of it when it came out. I finally heard it live at Ohana Fest and did not disappoint. So it's going to be on all my my top playlist uh, songs moving forward. Okay. I was not prepared for that. That's the main set. I was not prepared for that. Uh, Looking forward to the encore. I wonder if I'm going to be... I don't think you're going to guess this per se, but I think you will not be surprised by some of the choices. So I'm going to start with long road. I I knew you would. It's a classic opener. Um, For the longest time that was the song wash. And I swapped it at the last minute for long road, Um, which I think you'd probably be surprised by because that's, I love wash. Um, Yeah. You do, but I think I, th- I think, and it would have been a cool way to open because it's how they opened a lot of shows back in '91 and '92. But Long Road for me is, and I've heard, I've seen Wash live a few times, so I'm cool with that. Okay. Um, but I think Long Road is probably the better opening track. So I'm going to take Long Road out of the gate. Kind of, it's almost like the the amuse bouche, if you will. It's not, it's it's almost like it's not even part of the set list. It's just kind of this song that gets you ready. The song that really opens the show is Break or Fall. Okay. Oh man, yeah, I like that. That's that's a good call. So hit him. That was on my almost. 
<laughs> and this is the thing is we're going to come across so many songs you're like oh i wish i had that one so break or fall you get the and this is how i start almost every retracking right i start with the slow build and then i hit you in the mouth with break or fall from there you keep things up with go solid choice then. so break or fall go i i want to stay high i want to stay in that headspace unnerved a little annoyed kind of that sort of angry up-tempo stuff mid i think stuff. it might be their most up-tempo their most uh i think it's their highest pay the, 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 i mean it's the fastest paced song i think they have outside of something like lucan it might be really just it might be yeah. So uh, long road breaker fall go into corduroy. So we're key- it's not a, it's not as fast as go, but it has it has some of the similar um, kind of angry, uh, annoyed, frustrated tones to it. And we're gonna we're gonna stay there, stay in that headspace as we go to brain of J. So we've got a song, we've got a B side, we've got binaural track, we got a versus track, we got a vitality track, and a yield track. You're going to see this for me. I'm trying to bounce around. I want to celebrate the entire catalog. So we're yeah. five songs in and we outside of long road, we'd stay, we've stayed pretty high. The band's going to be exhausted at this point. So let's bring it down a touch for a song with in my tree. Got to hit something from no code. Going to take in my tree. The crowd still loves this. This can be a sing along song in a lot of respects. So I think you got corduroy they're singing there. Random J, maybe a little bit of a, of a reprieve from the singing, but you're you're back within my tree. Let's bring things back up again musically with even flow. I feel like it's often somewhat early. And I think if anybody was um if anybody was kind of uncertain as to where this show was gonna go, even flow is always like, okay, we're definitely here. If even flow crushes, we know the show's gonna crush. So I'm hoping that they nail even flow because from there. The next few songs are going to kind of live in the theme, same thematic space. So we're going to go from there into Force of Nature from Backspacer. Interesting into choice, though. Force of Nature. Tremor Christ. Vitalogy. And oh, really? Tremor Christ? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think you'd have Force of Nature on that. So. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that song. Uh, I've heard it, I think, believe once. And I think it's a, it's a really good song about love. And I kind of wanted to group a few songs together that kind of hit those hit that mark. So you got Force of Nature, then Tremor Christ from from Vitalogy, which you chose as well. And I think it's an underplayed song, an underrated song. Um, I think it talks about um, the choices that we make when we're in love, which is very important. And from there, uh, I want to go into more of a positive spin with Lightning Bolt from Lightning Bolt. I think it's a good rocker. The crowd is always into that one. Um, great you, outro. You, when that album dropped, you loved that song. I, I I did and do. I did and do. And from there, we will kind of wrap up um, a little. What is this? Like four or five songs? Four songs of kind of celebrating relationship, romantic love with you are um, my choice from Riot nice. Act. There. Um, now things aren't always so rosy, so we're going to stay in the similar tempo range, maybe a skosh up with dissident from verses nice the uh the bridge in this song is one of my favorite pieces of music the band has ever done it's incredibly simple but i just i don't know why it just hits me really well from there going to another song that you've already chosen army reserve from avocado nice so you can see now where we're going thematically dissident army reserve right the next track is going back to verses with wma just like you Mm. so again another similar track solid from there, we go into another B-side, though, in Sad. I think this is a track that, again, I don't, I don't know that I've heard. I Maybe I, I might have heard it, actually, in Reading, PA, and the Vote for Change tour, but it's been forever, and I need to see it again. One of the best B-sides they've ever made. I think we, we said mm-hmm. so on our B-sides um, yep. episode a while back. We're getting to the end of the first set. So now we got to bust out some, some real high-profile gems. So for me, the first of these next three songs is going to be Garden from 10. As you know, my love for this song is strong. Yeah. I think it builds nicely into Immortality from Vitalogy. So you've got, you've got this just big, epic. We've kind of hit so many points 
in in the human landscape that we're almost exhausted emotionally. Well, let's just exhaust ourselves physically as well with porch on the way out. So porch nice. ends my main set as it so often does, but it does so because it's a great way to close a main set. So yeah. there's my main set. Outstanding. I like it. You, uh, you put a lot of, uh, a lot of thoughtful choices in there. We had, we had some same ones though. we had, uh, we did. We had sad, sad tremor, Christ, tremor Christ, uh, WMA, WMA. you are, you are. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild that we can't. We had like four or five songs that were the same. So the guys go back. They have a smoke. They have a drink. They uh, maybe change the T-shirt. They come back out. First encore. What are you going with? So they're going to come out and they're going to begin with Pendulum, which oh, I think is yes. uh, great. It, it feels like a brand new mm-hmm. set, a main set almost. And Turning uh, the record over. I love it. Yeah. So I, I love Pendulum here. I think it's really, really solid. Um, following Pendulum, we're going to turn it up a notch with Jeremy. I think it's just, it, it's, it's vintage Pearl Jam. And uh, it's, it's one of those things where it could easily be overkill on a tour. But when strategically just dropped here and there, I think it, it really resonates well. And there's nobody in the crowd that like, doesn't necessarily want to hear it. Um, I would love to hear it, actually. A set list like this. When's the last time you heard following? What's that? When's the last time you heard Jeremy? Oh God, I'd have to go back and double check. Was it before 2013 Lightning Bolt tour? Did you see it then? I can't remember if we saw it then or not. I don't remember if we saw it then. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. But after Jeremy, we're gonna go with Alone, Mm. which is uh, one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs as well. I still think they hit it really, really well live. So Pendulum, Jeremy Alone, and then Immortality comes next. Love it. And uh, we end this set with Present Tense. Ooh, ends it with Present Tense. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Why, why would you end with Present Tense versus, and I'm not judging, um, Jeremy or, or Immortality? Uh, well, actually, I have to take that back. Did, I did you fuck up? Uh, briefly, yes. Uh, present tense is the opening of the next second. Encore, <gasps> Clutch the pearls. Oh. So wait, I wait, already wait, gave that give away. Me, give me your encore again. Okay, so it is uh, retrograde. No retrograde was how the, we finished the main yeah, set. Okay, okay? sorry. Yeah. Then we come back out for a brief little little ditty with Pendulum, Jeremy alone, and Immortality. So only four songs in in your mm-hmm. first encore. They have at times done this where they will. They'll do a, a longer first encore and then a briefer second. And occasionally it'll be the other way around where it'll be kind of a shorter first encore that will maybe include like a signature ending song that makes you think that maybe they actually wrapped. And then they'll come back out and then they'll play an extended set that you didn't really anticipate. Hmm. And that's what I would want here. I would want. Interesting. Why, why, would, want that so, why, why would you want them to do it that way? Because. I like the idea. First of all, for me, if it, I think that first set was exhausting. Mm-hmm. The 19 songs that I asked them to play. And when they come back out, it's a bit more subdued with Pendulum and Immortality. But uh, Jeremy and Alone, there's a lot of energy with those songs. Mm-hmm. And what I have in store next, I think, is going to oh, be man. emotionally and okay. musically exhausting. <laughs> and so I, I like the idea of like, you know, kind of a, that second act being a, being a little bit on the shorter side. So that when they do come back out, we're just going to get something to remember. Okay. Well, for me, um, I like where your head's at in that one. When, when they come out of the break, for me, I'm going to start off with whoever said. Oh. I, I think the way that it opens Gigaton is how I would want to open my encore. Uh, I, <clears throat> I think it's a probably right now my favorite song on the record. Uh, it's just great. It's just really, really great. And I, I love how it falls ends. Um, I love how the, it just feels like a snowball rolling down a hill. Um, and I think it flows very nicely into my next song from Yield, In Hiding, which is one of the best Ooh. songs off that record, Yeah, in my opinion. For sure. Uh, so, so now everyone's really up. And why not then go into Why Go? Oh wow! So 
now everyone's just just grooving. Everyone's grooving. Everyone's super high grooving. And from there, you keep things going with Alone. You mentioned it. Our favorite B-side. Underrated yep. track. Play it more, please. I'd love to hear it a week from today as we're recording it. <laughs> May 7th. Um, and let's just stay in the right head. Let's just stay in that same headspace. Black. Pearl Jam. Black. From 10. Wow. That's... That 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 is how you get to the end of, of of an encore, but it's not that last song. It isn't the last song. There's one more song that I think thematically works with this and alone, and that is, and it's a great way. It's underrated way. I almost wanted to end my show with this, mm. but I'm ending, I'm ending the encore with it. Parting ways. Ooh, fascinating. I love just the the ringing of that E chord. Down, just. And maybe, maybe, maybe we have the quartet, the 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 uh, little, little string quartet with us to help us out. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. But I think the way parting end, parting ways ends is just a great way to end a show. You maybe leave the guitar leaning up against the amplifier, just ultimate feedback until the roadie t- turns off the amp, kind of thing. I think it's a brilliant way to end end a end a thing and end a set. And I think it's um it's almost like a false ending. Because, like, how do you yeah. top this amplifier feedback? And we will find out very shortly. But I, I want to know right. how your final act goes. So my, my final act here is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs. Okay. okay. All right. So they come out with present tense, as I mentioned, which is a nice slow build. Mm-hmm. And then we get Better Man. Classic. Crowd's loving it. And we get Nothing Man. Uh, are you going trilogy? Paul's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> then we get black. Oh my god! Uh, so, I mean, it, it's that. I'm, you, I'm you are you're, all, all the all the heavy hitters are coming out here. I'm spent. Then after black, we get comeback, Ooh. which is kind of like black part do you mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then following comeback, we get lead better, which feels like an ending, but it's not. Because what better way to end the show than with a live? So that would be my thirtieth track there. The fact that you flipped the, the normal order of things with a live and, and yellow lead better is mm-hmm. very interesting. That would I, totally there, throw me. I'd be like, I, and the reason why is because that moment when you're on the floor and you turn around at the end of a live and you just see thousands of people's hands in unison just mm-hmm. doing it, it's it's a kind of a high. And I think Ledbetter is just classic rock show ending, you know, just Mike wailing away. But yeah. I mean, I could still get that, and it feels like a false ending. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then you bring in Alive, and it's like, okay, we ended with just quintessential Pearl Jam, but not just Pearl Jam as them as a band. Pearl Jam us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As a community, and I, I think that that's that's a lovely way to finish. So, very well said. Okay, well. Um... There may not be too many differences here, although there are some songs that you've chosen that I've already said. So obviously there are some surprises. True. Uh, I will start the same way you did, though. Present tense, funnily enough. Okay. <laughs> Opening nice. and last, I, I'm, for the same reasons, man. The way that it starts and the way that it ends, it it it, it works. I'm surprised that hasn't opened more shows. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, as, I think it'd be a great show opener. And so that's why I chose. I want another no code song, and uh, it slotted in perfectly here. Next is a track that I'm betting was one of your like last couple of songs that missed out. And that is hard to imagine. It is on my almost list. That song I, I had to include. I've only seen it maybe once. And I'm like, this is a classic. You can't, you cannot have the song. So I feel like everyone's gonna be like, Oh my God, I haven't heard the song. It's just great. Oh my God. Just so excited. And might as well just like push him over the edge with given to fly. Now everyone is just, All right. I mean, you had it early on, which is fantastic. It gets everybody up. In, 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 I feel like that's one of those songs that actually can be anywhere in the batting order. It can, um, yeah. And for me, it, it works totally well here. Um, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the next three songs in a row because they make sense in a row, Paul. Yes, And that is do. Footsteps Once. Oh, boy. You did it. You we're did the Mama Son trilogy. We're ending with Mama Son. Um, in reverse order, of course. And I think, you know, footsteps, early B side, lovely. Don't hear it very often. Once, uh, as a track, I love it. And 
don't hear very much. And for the same reasons you said, I think Alive is the ultimate show closer. Um, I don't. I wouldn't want to hear it every single time I saw the band because it would feel like okay, I'll just get to Alive now. The show's over. In fact, I think it'd be cool if they started bringing it back and playing it much earlier in the in the set, just to oh, no fuck around, so you didn't know what was yeah. coming at the end. Um, but if I got one set list, I mean, for the reasons you said, everyone, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Can you see him? Oh my god, goosebumps. nice. Um, it it's it's the show closer. The way that that song ends, how do you end? How do you follow it? I mean, they do, but how, but for me, there's no way, better way to end a show than with that. And might as well end it with the three songs that formed the band, really. So oh, that's touching. I like that. Well, so said. that that's my uh, that's, that's that's my show. Would you like to go ahead and just give me your list in a row? Sure. Uh, release, state of love and trust, given a fly, army reserve, animal, quick escape. You are unthought known. WMA. Tremor Christ, Even Flow, Super Blood, Wolf Moon, Rearview Mirror, Low Light, Sad, Dance of the Clairvoyance, Sleight of Hand, Yellow Moon, Retrograde, that's the main set. Then we get uh, Pendulum, Jeremy, Alone, and Immortality. It's the first encore. And then the final encore, Present Tense, Better Man, Nothing Man, Black, Comeback, Yellow Lead Better, and Alive. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So my choice here, and by, by the way, I'm sure you would agree, Paul. Uh, this is something that probably changes weekly. <laughs> I'll have a Obviously. different answer for you next week. Um, Long Road, Breaker Fall, Go, Corduroy, Brain of Jay, In My Tree, Even Flow, Force of Nature, Tremor Christ, Lightning Bolt, You Are, Dissident, Army Reserve, WMA, Sad, Garden, immortality porch ends the main set they come back out and play whoever said in hiding why go alone black parting ways have another smoke come on back present tense hard to imagine given the fly footsteps once and alive um i counted sign me up for either one of those i I have i have a question for you oh okay yes yes oh my my song my 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 check yeah so it yeah, what 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 is the starred track for you? The starred track it's gotta be parting is, ways, I think. No, 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 no. Um, it's, it's it's a song I've never heard, so I'm not taking it off. I would probably star Why Go. Uh, okay. And I love that song. I love the groove. I love the tempo. I love everything about it. But I've seen it, and I definitely want to have the other ten songs. What I'd probably lose it for. I mean, it's either Breath or Crown of Thorns for me. Okay. Just because of how much I love those you songs. You love those songs, yeah. Um, after those, you start getting into, okay, what are like the deep cuts from maybe some of the latter stuff that I haven't heard? So right. then you're talking about like, hey, maybe I'll get, get right in there. Simply right. for the novelty of it. I've got so many other songs that tick so many boxes. You start getting into that mode. Maybe... I mean, what, what's something from binaural that, you know, pff, rival, pff, I didn't have rival. rival. I, I love rival. rival. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so things like that um, would be like the first couple of tracks on here. If I had to lose a couple. Nice. What, what Admittedly, think? I did not go through the, the tracker to find out what I have heard and have not, because I knew that that would play a role in my, you didn't want it to. I didn't want it to. I wanted to just say, okay, what, what are songs that I would just love to hear? I could care less if I've heard them 10 times, if I've never heard them at all. Like, what are just my favorite songs or songs that I've got to hear or I really want to hear or I think would just be fantastic live on in this particular set list? And I'm sure that there's a ton of songs that I've never heard before that I'm now losing the opportunity mm. to potentially ever hear. Uh, the Sleight of Hand song is the starred one for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's only because... I'm, I wish that they could recreate that sense of atmosphere that we get on the album. I don't care how they do it. Just but, do something. But they, but they have Josh Klinghoffer now, so maybe they could. And that's why I put it on there was because I feel like with the, the new sound dynamics that we've heard, both on Gigaton and on Eddie's solo album, I feel like they are starting to really expand horizons in ways that would allow them to revisit some earlier songs in the catalog and perhaps offer 
some type of a refreshed treatment. And in the case of sleight of hand, I would be optimistic that I would hear that. But if I was told, no, they're just going to play it the same way, which to me is somewhat flat life, Mm -hmm. I would probably want to sub it out. Um, And what I would sub it out for is a little tricky. Uh, I'm leaning towards hard to imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought about Of the Girl, another song that I really, really love. It opened my, my encore for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was definitely in, in the running for me. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of songs here that didn't make the cut for either one of us mm-hmm. and, and that I thought was interesting, namely elderly woman and daughter Let's start with those two. Well, for me, it's just, I've heard those songs a million times. I don't need to hear them again. Yeah. I mean, I, again, yeah, that's fair. Love those songs, but like we, we come, we, we want to hear daughter because we want to hear what, whatever they're going to jam out on. Right. So for me, it's like if when we're at that point, it's like, okay, great song. Don't need to hear it for a few times in a row. Elder the Woman for the same thing. It's like, it, it, it's almost a little, not played, but like, and it's, a, it's, it's weird to say that considering we hear Even Flow literally every show in a live almost. I think show. what you're achieving with Elderly Woman, you can achieve with some of these other songs. Yeah. Um, I will say that I, I really battled over just read the end in future days, mm. but I couldn't pick just one and I didn't want all three. So I figured it's either, if I can't pick one that all three are just going to be off, but I, I, I really enjoy whenever one of those three does, does work its way in comes then goes was a song that oh, I yeah. thought about. Uh, but I, again, and I, I've had this conversation with you on this show. I, it's too long in the tooth for me in a lot of ways. I know a lot of others disagree with me, I'd like to hear what the band does to it. I'm curious if it's something that would get a full band treatment. I don't think it does, but it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on that inclusion. Here's a question. We didn't hear that at Ohana, did we? So here's the question then. You set me up perfectly. Uh, I was fortunate enough to see all three of the shows at Ohana. They, across those three shows, they played every song from the album, but comes and goes. Yeah. Is it a song that they will perform this tour or is it almost like the arc, arc. treatment? Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it could it be, it could be something we don't hear often. It could be something that similar to the backspacer tour, you know that you know, when they did Backspacer, they had some uh, it was a, a, like a string quartet, I think, mm-hmm. that joined them. Yep, and th- that's when we got just breathe in the end, and they did that cool version of Lucan and some other things. I'm curious if we get an accompaniment with us where we'll have a section of the set dedicated to just kind of Eddie sitting on the stool with a guitar, and we get just a handful of songs like that periodically. Um, and then in which case a song that comes then goes could, could very easily find its way in there. But it is very, very, it, it feels like an isolated song in a lot of ways. And I think that's part of, I don't want to call it my misgiving with it. It's certainly not something I take umbrage with, but it, well, I guess to some degree it is. I mean, I, I've always felt hesitant to even have a conversation about it, even though I know we have mostly because it, it's a personal reflection of his thoughts on something that's very deeply meaningful to him that affected him. But at the same time, if it is about Chris and I made this argument in our review of the album, I always felt that it should have been, I would have liked to have seen the band come together around something like that. And I think if we're going to have a song that's that long, even comes, then goes. I'm sorry. Um, off he goes, you get the whole band there. It just, it just adds a dynamic that I think is, is missing. A couple uh, points on this before we move on. Um, he played Brother of the Cloud on his tour with, with his oh, yeah. solo band. That's about Chris. So he's not averse to singing songs about him. Um, however, I wonder if in the live experience, if you know they come out of a they come out of the main set, they come out of the encore, he walks out by himself, sits down and plays that song by himself amongst eighteen thousand other people, just dead silent. I'll tell you what, as the kids say, that would be a vibe. And it, would be. It, it might be six and, and minutes to, long, but it, it you might be. feel something different there than you, you would. would. And I'd be open to that. 
if I had like three blistering tracks right before at the end of the last set where he was just yeah. basically looked at his bandmates and said, guys, go kick your feet up for a minute. Recharge. I got this for six minutes. Which, which they tend to do at the end, at the end yeah. of the main sets. So, you know, it, it, I think it'd be cool. I, I would, I would be totally happy to see them do that in one of these two shows in LA. So nice. Uh, but yeah, there are so many songs from this catalog that was like, Oh, how did I not include that? Now I did, I did count real quick. Um, the tracks, and I did make a point, if you noticed, to get at least one track from every record. As I did to, I. I had to do it. So I, I had I. Um, one song each from Gigaton, Lightning Bolt, Backspace, or Avocado, and Riot Act. Two songs each from Binaural and No Code. Three tracks from Yield, Vitalogy, and Verses. Five B-sides, and seven from Ten. Which is, you know, yeah. for me on on kind of uh, on par. So I don't know if it was, if it was his level for you. I don't know if you can or not. But uh, I didn't do that. I mean, have, we know we have ton. three or four from from no. Gigaton for sure. Yeah. Um, what were your songs from from Versus again? Animal and was that from it? From Versus, I had Animal. I had WMA. That's right. I had Rearview Mirror. That's, there you go. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. The first time I did it, I, I had one track from Versus, and I go, that can't be right. So I have to adjust. Anyways, what do you guys think? I'm sure this is something you guys talk about on the boards, in your comment sections, amongst your friends, all the time. This is the first time we're actually doing this in, in a quote-unquote official capacity. Um, we thought it was only right to do it um, you know, as we kick off this tour. So let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, what would you choose? 30 songs. Any 30 songs you want. Uh, your main set could be as long as you want, short as you want. Anyways, let us know. Uh, we are going to move on, though, to our Lyric of the Week. Lyric of the Week is a B-side. Not from an album. In fact, I believe it might have been from a... Uh, was, it on a was it on a soundtrack? It was, right? Drifting? You just gave it away. Oh, oh. well, there's time for you to cut that out. <laughs> now, I'm not going to cut it out. Our lyric of the week this week is from Drifting. <laughs> All the suitcodes say there is money to be made. They get so damn excited, nothing gets in their way. My road, it may be lonely just because it's not paved. It's good for drifting. All right, Paul. You uh, you gave it away, but you're gonna pay penance by uh, being the first one to talk about drifting. So, what do we think about this? Uh, I, I just it's one of those songs that, to me, it does. I, I I feel like we get a little bit of a preview of this on binaural with a ukulele. And uh, yes, absolutely. I think drifting is what I think I wanted that song to be. Yeah, but Paul, he I've couldn't, since he, couldn't write, he couldn't write with a guitar at that time. He gave himself. No, I know, I know. I'm just <laughs> saying it's, it's, I, I think it's a very underrated track. I would love to hear it live. I know it wasn't on my 30, but still, but when you look at these lyrics here, the suit coats say there's money to be made. They get so excited, nothing gets in their way. My road, it may be lonely just because it's not paved. It's good for drifting, drifting away. It's uh, it, this idea of just being disconnected and wanting to be detached and, and lose yourself from reality, I think is something we can all relate with and more so with each generation, I think, as we get so inundated with technology and um we start building these avatars to help us, uh, you know, it, just try to relate in ways that erode our own interpersonal skills. Um, but when I was thinking of these lyrics and I was trying to choose a set for this week, I, I was thinking about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Interesting. Okay. Carry it was. On. <laughs> I, I just, it, it was on my mind and it, on one hand, and there, there seemed to be this like, this this divide between some people that thought it was cool and and it you know 
Musk basically trying to be the, the champion of free speech, or at mm-hmm. least that was the, what he presented, you know. And then uh, there, there's the flip side, which is, you know, how much, how much of it really was just a, a power play to corner the market on a very, very influential piece of media that is unregulated in ways that other industries are that would allow him to essentially steer communication. Um, You know, you look at the way that the 2016 election unfolded and the role that, you know, platforms like Twitter and Facebook had in spreading disinformation. Mm -hmm. And and when when you start to realize that you can, you can literally impact elections through social media you tell me what his, his purpose was with that. Um, I don't know. So I, when I look at these lyrics, I am again, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that he, he wanted a majority stake in Twitter so he could influence elections. That, that, that's not what I'm That's exactly what you said. Yeah. Right. You're what I am insinuating ball. is that I'm not convinced that it was, Hey, I'm going into this because I just want to, you know, fix it. I want to get it right. I, I think that there's a lot more to it than that, but these lyrics to me are, they're profound, I think, in, in a way that makes me feel that sometimes we we just feel powerless, you know, and we feel that we don't have the ability to pave our own path because who are we, you know? And when you're able to be at so much at peace with the ability to just disconnect, it, it, there's a, there's a danger in there that troubles me. So I think that in many ways, the song is, it saddens me. It really, really does. I think you got to get to a, a place in life where you just want to kind of, you want to run away basically. And uh, there's an unfortunate aspect to that. You, I feel like you took this in a way that I would ordinarily take this, uh, but I didn't, I went the other way around. I tried to find the positivity in this, which is not my brand, by the way. Uh, I think it's pretty much that you know, money doesn't buy happiness. Simple yeah. as that. Sure. Um, and which is why you prefaced it by saying, "I think it's the version of." Uh, why am I blanking? Soon forget. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. It, that wasn't. That wasn't. Um, and and sometimes I too feel like the grind of, of fighting my way through the crashing waves of capitalism and, and, and it's like maybe it would just be easier to fall off the grid and just kind of drift right. into isolation <laughs> is that even an option probably isn't well i understand the feeling and, and you know work gets stressful if you work in some sort of finance business especially you're, you're always meant to find new ways to squeeze another dollar of profit out of whatever the hell it is you do Look at Netflix, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you're not getting more subscribers, how are you going to make money? Like, people can't just be happy with making the same profit quarter after quarter. They have to keep, get more. They have to get more. They have to get more. It's like, you don't have to. You could just no, I know. go kick ass at the same level. Shareholders um, don't want to hear that argument, Jason. They, they, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. Um, which is my, my next note, which is it means very little unless you have stock. Uh, working your ass off to make the people at the top richer and, and widen the gap between you and the so-called American dream. That, that's what this is, is about. All, all this weight, all this pressure to quote unquote succeed. What is success anyway? Like how, how do we gauge it? How do we quantify it? Um, sure. You could say, Oh, success is, you know, money in the bank. Okay. Is that the only success? I don't know. And why is this important? And sometimes it just feels better to escape and enjoy what you have. Right? It could be a Camry. It could be a 13-year-old Camry. You just drive off into the <laughs> it's a big Sur and find a spot at some... What are the campsites called? They're like uh, uh, K-Camps? No, what are those, what are those, park, those, those campsites called in America? I want to say Circle K, but that's a gas station. 
Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? What are those called? Those campsites? Uh, All across America, they're like a, it's like a franchise of campsites that are like. Oh gosh. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I kind of want to look it up now. Though. America campsite franchise. Campgrounds of America, KOA. There it is. Um, like you just want to drive off. Um, but you know, can't really do that. And, and, and maybe we can't escape, but perhaps just realizing that it's okay to feel like what others deem quote unquote success isn't everything is enough. Happiness is not how much you have but how you feel about your station in life and yourself in it. Yep. So I think that the way that he sings these lyrics is almost an opportunity. It's almost like a positive spin on what soon forget established. We're all laughing at this son of a bitch who is, he thinks that this is life and it's not life. And on the other side of the coin, like, yeah, it's frustrating but you know what? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find my path. I'm, I'm gonna be happy regardless of all this bullshit. Maybe I'm being too positive. I don't know. But I'm sure many of you out there are thinking to yourselves, well, Jason, you're an idiot. It isn't positive. <laughs> and I would say you're not wrong in general. But perhaps I'm right here. And I'd be curious to see if Ed thought it was a way to flip the script and, and say these sons of bitches are, are trying to make money hand over fist at your expense. And you know what? My path is my path and I'm going to be happy with what I got. I don't know. Oh. I would hope, I would hope that's what it is. Maybe. And it's not, I'm in a good mood. I got scotch in my belly. So nice. There you go. Let's get to our live cut of the week. Live cut of drifting from the binaural sessions, if I'm not mistaken. Technically, technically, the live cut should come from the binaural tour. However, the only time it was played in 2001 was the Bridge School benefit, Neil Young's baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the prospect of opening that up a bit more. And what I found was the very next time it was played was, sure enough, July 11th, 2003, Mansfield. We just did a pretty long set list here, buddy. And we did. Mansfield certainly tops that. How many tracks? We just had this off air before we jumped on. Uh, if you, if you include the, the acoustic preset, 48 tracks. Oh, insanity. Gosh, to have been there. Anyway, so this song was played, actually, during that uh, that epic set where I think they, they initially set out to play every song they'd ever done. Mm-hmm. Over and, the course uh, of their three shows in Mansfield. Correct. Correct. So... July 11, 2003, Mansfield. That's where we're headed. Yeah. 
going back to heaven never for long I sometimes wonder if they know that I'm gone I'm drifting, drifting along Drifting, drifting along Oh, I'm drifting, drifting along I feel like since then We've heard this song a, a few times. I'm going to pull up real quick how many exactly. Usually I do this beforehand. but I think it's like 19 or something. You know, Paul, we got to give the people the precise numbers. Because okay. if we don't, who will? The people live footsteps that are Google? I don't know. Or, <laughs> actually, it's only eight. 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 I stand correct. Eight times. One time in 01, four times in 03, and then sprinkled uh, once more in 05. Oh six, and then the last time was in 2010. Holy Moses! Um, if memory serves, most of those times were Ed kind of by himself, which feels like the prototypical way to have this song played at you. Uh, yeah. Considering the theme and the lyrics, however, there's something to be said for the dynamic of hearing. Mike and Stone joining it. It's very full. It's a very full product. And of course, they would do that considering it was in the middle of their big preset um, with the whole band. Yeah, It wasn't one of those, at the time, little Ed presets where he played one or two songs before the opening band came on. Those those were fun days. Hmm. The, pace is, the pace is higher. The pace is it's quicker. Quicker than usual. Quicker than the album. Or not the album. Quicker than the studio version. Uh, and I love that Ed... Uh, nearly fucks up the, the lyrics at the end, but catches himself. It's um, I'm curious as to why you wanted this. Ver- I mean, obviously the show itself was epic and just yeah. the fact that it was played at the show meant that it meant something to the guys, but I'm curious as to why you wanted this one over the other seven. Uh, I liked the, the preset stuff. I, I felt like there was a conscious choice to try to, create a certain level of sound integrity for each song it wasn't like okay you know we're gonna go through all these songs and this this is what i struggled with with the binaural tour was i I felt like live they just had like one guitar sound and they just wrote it through every song in the album you know and uh, or on on the on the tour i felt like with this particular set there was a conscious effort to just kind of let things breathe a bit more just to, to be able to give it some space and this particular performance felt that they seemed excited for it i felt like there were songs that in their minds they said okay we're going to try to cover everything so songs that they didn't normally play there was a freshness to it Mm. because they were they were playing in front of an audience a, a large audience that i don't think that they had ever played certain songs in front of before so it's a very special show in that regard and i i thought that it elevated the performance it feels like a very similar reasoning to why you chose the version of Yale Ledbetter that you did. Mm-hmm. That was the first one, but this, the, the specialty of it to the audience that received it. Yeah, interesting. Look, it's not just novelty. I mean, it has, it, the sound quality has to be stellar and, and the performance has to have character in some way. And that doesn't mean it has to be mistake free and flawless, which we've chosen before in this show that you've, we've chosen songs right. that are I mean, not mistake free. Correct, and, but sometimes I feel like it embellishes the, the true nature of the song, and uh, I think that, that there's room for that when you're looking for a life cut. There you go. If you are going tonight, this weekend, next week, the week after that, to any of these shows, let us know where you're going. We're excited for you. If we, if we get to see you in, in Los Angeles in the coming days, say, I, again, I've been texting with some of you, messaging on WhatsApp, on Instagram. Um, we're hopeful that we'll get to say hi, share a beer, share some stories, um, take some photos. If, if we learn nothing else from Ohana, and I know our friends, uh, Randy and John at Live and Four Legs felt the same thing back in the East Coast at Asbury Park. The best part of this thing is meeting all y'all and, and feeling the community in real life. So looking forward to that. 
And anything else, Paul, before we send the people out there to, to do their thing on the tour? I would say bring your A-game and be ready for the unexpected. I think the band has some surprises in store. They've been rehearsing. We know they've been rehearsing the past couple of weeks, and I know they're excited. Uh, so get out there, have some fun, and we will see you next week. And until we do, you've been listening to The State of Love and Trust. Yeah.